Good morning. <laughs> we did it on, like, we did That's it good. together that time. Proud of us. Um, so, what's today's date? Today is October 9th. 9th. Yep. Yes. Currently 10.52 a.m. Yes. <laughs> and we are starting our seventh? Yes. Our seventh episode of season one. And this is something that I didn't think, like, I figured we could have done, like, episode this could have been one. Like, yeah. This could have been, like, the first episode, like, you getting to know us better. But, um... Here we are. <laughs> yeah. So this is our, uh, this is going to be us talking about just our testimonies, because um, we think it'd be a good idea for you guys to, like, get to know who we are, like, <laughs> and, like, what, what, how would I say it? <laughs> how God helped us to come to yeah. where we are today. Like, if you don't know what a testimony is, that's literally what it is. It's, like, your journey to get closer to Christ, kind mm-hmm. of. And how you thing. came to yeah. find him and exactly. stuff like that. So, um, I'm going to let Bailey go first. All right. she got it all written down over here. Like I, I said, <laughs> it's pretty long, but I'm not going to read it word for word. I'm just going to, like, read a sentence. Yeah. Talk, so. Uh, before we get started, though, I wanted to do a disclaimer. Like, two just kind of special notes. One, when you have a testimony, it doesn't always have to be, like, this extravagant, extravagant like, I literally almost got hit by a bus and then Jesus came and like, like, that's not, it isn't, or like, I saw a bright light and like, it was Jesus, like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like that. Because we both grew up in Christian homes and, but that does not mean that just because we grew up in Christian homes that it's been easy. Yeah. And all of that. Uh, I forgot what else I was going to say. I feel like that and... Disclaimer for me, you already know I'm at work. work. <laughs> if you hear noise, it's I feel okay. Like we say that yeah. every episode. <laughs> but um, yes, so well, you it, know, by the time I don't say it, somebody, but what's that noise? <laughs> <laughs> um, it does not mean that you have to like have an extravagant testimony. Not everyone does, mm-hmm. but it's about what makes your testimony yours because everyone has different testimonies. I feel like everybody's testimony is extravagant. In their own yeah. way. Like, yeah. It could just be, like you said, you don't have to get, like, almost hit by a bus. Or, like, <laughs> it could be like, hey, my friend came up to me in college, gave me a Bible. There. And it started from yeah. there. Kind of thing. Wow, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and let Bailey start. All right. Um, for those of you that haven't figured it out, my name is Bailey. <laughs> uh, I'll just go ahead and say I'm 20 years old right now. I go to Dalton State. So, that's a little bit about me. So, to start it off, my testimony, I grew up in a wonderful family in Dalton. Uh, we were a Christian family, Christian home, you know. We we knew God, talked about Him in our home. But the thing was, He wasn't like our main topic. Like yes. other things, you know. He wasn't like our main topic at the family dinners that, you know, like you see in the movies. Different thing. Um, let's see. Fast forwarding, uh, I went through elementary school middle school you know being a quote christian but like i didn't know who jesus was i didn't know you had to know him more of like you followed in your mm-hmm. parents footsteps. yeah like i just saw what they did and like right. i just and uh we didn't go to church like like we were supposed to like a lot of people say like you have to be in church and like i feel like you can sit at your house and read your bible and stuff but it's not the same like yeah. you have to be in church it's just good to be around yeah. other christians exactly and so, um, I wrote that middle school was very hard, not like me getting grades and stuff wise, just 
trying to fit in because everybody wants to fit in. And so, with that being said, I went down the wrong crowd. I didn't do, like, drugs or anything. Yeah, nothing hardcore. No, just, like, you know, just the rougher kids. That's who I was with, you know? Mm. And so, it kind of brought me away from God. Like, you know, it it just wasn't good. Um, So, figuring that out, though, when I joined or joined sixth grade when I went into sixth grade I joined band so that was like kind of where I fit in fast forwarding more high school the bullying completely stopped um I was in marching band it was a safe space and it was like a second family and I did face challenges and this is where like my testimony fully starts um sophomore year um we were about to take our midterm or no not midterm our are, were they called midterms? Did we take midterms? They were kind of EOCs. like midterms. That's what yeah. they were. We were about yeah. to take our end of course exams. And um, on my way to school that morning, usually me and my dad, we talk a lot on the way. And he just was quiet. Like, he wasn't acting right. You know, he wasn't talking. So I was just like, okay, love you. Have a good day. And this is where you truly realize how much you take that for granted. Like, this is why I don't... Like, I still listen to my... I put my headphones in sometimes, but I normally don't anymore because you don't know how much time you have left with somebody. So, anyways, going into school, it was normal. Coming back out, though, it wasn't odd for my mom to pick me up. Like, because usually, like, my dad works in Chattanooga, so he might work over a little bit. Well, mom picked me up, and I got in the car, and I immediately knew, like, something was not right and mm-hmm. she did not say a word to me we pulled out of the school and we took a different turn than what we take to go home so I was like oh where are we going and she's like um well your dad is in the hospital he just had a stroke oh, no. and so we went to the hospital he's fine just so you know <laughs> he is fine um but it was pretty serious it could have been a lot worse than it was um that's when we we were blessed because a lot of people when you have a stroke like it takes away like the whole left or right side of your body function usually and he got so lucky that it was fine like he was literally having the stroke on the way to school like he knew he could feel it and he tells me now he was like I was praying so bad that if I were to die and get in a wreck that you would be out of this car because I would be in hell because I wasn't saved and so I was out of the school or out of school I was out of the car and everything well Here's where me getting in church starts. Um, my mom had a friend that worked at the hospital, and she, as a gift, she brought my dad a, I can't remember if it's 30 chapter or 50 chapter. It wasn't the whole Bible. It was a mini men's Bible. I think it was just the New Testament or something. I don't remember. It was a men's Bible, and he read it every single day uh, and finished it. And when he finished it, he prayed to God. We were going to go to one of my friend's churches. We just decided, I don't know why. I, I guess they just invited us or something. And we were going to go. And the house we lived in, we'd lived in there for three years. And this is where you know God is 100% real. Like, if you have any doubts, this is going to be where you realize He is real. Um, Dad prayed if there is... At, I don't really know like how he prayed, but he said that he prayed if this was not the church we were meant to be at for the Lord to like give him a sign or something. Mm-hmm. Literally 15 minutes later, this was on Saturday, two people from the church we were at now knocked on our door and invited us to come. Mm-hmm. And so we knew it was like, okay, we're going to go here. And 
at first because me and my mom were kind of like shy so we didn't want we didn't go the first like three weeks because we were scared and it was new but dad went every week and then me and mom finally decided to go and when we did decide it was uh, June 4th 2017 and that was the day I got saved I got saved the first night that I went and it was just like such an overwhelming feeling like you you know when you're being convicted because it's not just like a little butterfly in your stomach no it's like a and I was crying like Mm -hmm. I knew so I went got saved got into church um, then I was baptized on June 25th, so it's like a few weeks later, and this is where like a lot of people start doubting their salvation, because you think when you get saved, oh, my life's just going to be wonderful, like nothing yeah. bad's ever going to happen to me now, because I have yeah. Jesus, but the thing is, that's where you will start facing challenges, because he is putting you through trials to bring you closer to him, mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of people fall short, because you can't ever lose your salvation. You can't, but you can fall away from it. Yes. And you can get distant from God, and that will make your life a lot miserable. More miserable than you will be with Jesus going through the trials. Yes. With that said, um, after I was baptized, uh, January 27th, I was diagnosed um, with thyroid cancer, and... Next, my childhood dog that I had since I was uh, five passed away. My grandfather passed away in October, and my grandmother passed away in October. So it was just a lot, and I was just like, I never gotten mad at God, but when my grandfather died, I did. And I'm ashamed of it, and I wish I hadn't, but I literally was so mad, and I was like, why the heck did you do all of this at once? Yeah. Because you don't really understand why you're you're never you may not ever understand why but you will get peace with it eventually yes you'll know like this happens for a reason well throughout that instead of staying bitter that's when I did get closer because like you can't stay bitter forever you're just gonna have to go through it alone like even if you have family and friends you're gonna be alone Mm -hmm. and so having God it made it a lot better and so I did get through the cancer. I got through the surgery, and as of, I can't remember the date, it was August of last year, I am 100% cancer-free, which is good. Um, We still miss all of our family members that passed away so much, but we have come to terms like, we aren't completely okay with it, but we have peace about it, Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't want them back. They wouldn't want to come back, for sure, Mm -hmm. like where they're at now, and so, you know, and mainly you take comfort in knowing that you will see them one day like in heaven when you pass away and so and then fast forward a little bit you know the story about the coronavirus of 2020 or whatever whenever it came out and you know high school our graduation was canceled then put back on the canceled and we finally did get to get one so through that when I got to college I've said this before too um I went in as a nursing major and I I was failing every class that had something to do with nursing and it's so weird you don't realize God's doing it until you actually sit back and look yeah because I was passing everything else and I was like I don't understand and then finally like one day just sitting on the couch I was just watching tv I just like English major popped in my head and I was like that's weird so (laughs) I changed it and now I'm like I'm an English education major and I'm doing great and I knew it was my calling and so um yeah, I'm like I said, I'm 20 now. I have some great friends. I have 
um, an amazing boyfriend, an amazing family, an amazing church. Like, I love my church so much. And it's just like, that is basically my testimony that when I was saved, like, you, it was kind of like a, my preacher says it's like a hill and valley type deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like. When you get saved, it's never going to be just like a straight rocket in the air and you only go up. It's going to be like. Yeah, you're going to. Mountains and valleys and. And even before that, like, you don't realize it, but like I said, my dad having a stroke, that was the valley. Then it came up, we got into church, then it went back down, all that Mm -hmm. happened. Now we're back up. So Mm -hmm. I know I will be facing something else. I don't know when, but I know I will be able to get through it, so. That is my testimony. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Thank you. I loved it. Thank you. It is your turn, Kaylee. Oh, God. <laughs> Kaylee's like, no, we're canceling the pod. <laughs> so, um, oh, just like to clarify, I am not 19, about to be 20. Woo! <laughs> I did not know I was older than you. Yeah, you're older than me by a few months. Still and, older than you. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm about to be 20, about to enter my 20 years. We'll see how that goes. And um, 20 made me sad. I'm just yeah. saying. I'll be 20 in December. Okay. And uh, I am a, I am a student at Dalton State College. I am an early childhood education major. Hopefully, I'll be able to teach like kindergarten, first or second grade. So. Me on the other hand, being in high school. Yeah, that's the difference between us. Like she can teach high school, and I teach the little ones. And like we, neither of us want to teach the other one. Yeah, it's funny. So, um, growing up, uh, I guess just to get my testimony started. Growing up, I, I can kind of relate to what you were saying. Like I grew up in a Christian household, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It also kind of wasn't a Christian household. Yeah. If that makes sense, like. You talked about Jesus, but he wasn't, like... Yeah, it was more of a... um, Well, like, I grew up with separated parents. And so, um, if anyone who can relate, when you have separated parents, some Christian... Sometimes things don't don't go very Christian-like, if that makes sense. And um, I feel like my family was very lukewarm like we probably went to church on easters or christmases and that was it and we sometimes we prayed at the dinner table and sometimes we didn't and god wasn't very active in our lives it was more of my parents believed in god but didn't follow through with it kind of thing and they they just believed that he was real Mm -hmm. and so uh that's how I kind of saw it like growing up I didn't I I believe I believed he was real because my parents did but I didn't have a relationship with him it was just more of like a yeah like we were Christians you know and that was that so um I also and I am disclaimer I uh I personally believe that everyone has their own what do you call it? Like everyone has their own. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, like everyone likes their own thing. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? Like everyone has their own. Is it niche? Is that what it's called? No, I was trying to say like someone might like this, but then someone yeah. might not, and okay. that okay. So. Um. Uh, it's sorry. I'm not trying to like stop talking. It's just really bothering me that I can't remember that word because I use it a lot. 
but you'll remember after you get done. I probably will. Watch me remember it like after we've already finished the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I grew up going to all different kinds of churches, but they were mainly like we live in the Bible Belt. Yeah, we do. So there's churches on every corner. And um, we grew up going to all different kinds of churches. Um, I've probably been to every denomination in the book besides probably Catholic. And I I didn't connect with, you know, like either Baptist or, yeah. or Presbyterian. I just didn't like really connect with it. And I'm not saying that they don't like there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying I didn't. Um, it wasn't like I knew that that's not where I was going to call home mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, fast forward, I was in the third grade, and my dad remarried, and we finally started going to church little by little, and we started going to the church that I go to now, which is Rockbridge Community Church, and it is a more uh, non-denominational. Mm-hmm. It's very, very modern, and I love that because yeah. I'm just not really like a traditional kind of like churchgoer, if that makes sense, and... um so we started going there, and um, I wasn't really too sure about it at first because I had only went to these church, like the churches yeah. that are traditional, and you dress up every Sunday, and you think you have to look a certain way, and you can't talk about certain things. So mm-hmm. like, I was very kind of like shocked when I went here, but then I started getting into um, middle school, and I started going to um, what's called the Wink. And or mm-hmm. no, the the link it's called the link, but we're right next to the Wink Theater, <laughs> and it's for sixth grade to twelfth grade, and then I think that's where things like kind of started um, to change for me. Mm-hmm. I got baptized when I was in the seventh grade, um, but I don't think I got baptized really understanding what it meant to be yeah. baptized, because and I'm not saying that like I I know plenty of people they really did commit their lives to God when they were it's like just based eight on years you. old. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm not saying that people of that age, like early teenagers, don't really know what they're getting themselves into because some of them do. I just don't think that I did. Yeah. I think I was doing it because I saw everyone else doing it. You felt like you had to. Yeah. Sort of. Felt like I kind of had to, but also felt like... um it was like a check-off. Yeah. Like a checking-the-box kind of thing. Like, yeah. oh, I've been saved, I've been baptized, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, not really fully understanding what it's meaning to publicly announce or take that public announcement that you're going to be following Jesus for the rest of your life. Because even though, like, I liked this new church, I only went to church because my parents made me. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, I hated See, going to church. I went to through church. that, too. When I first went to school. And you really will, especially when you get into, like, your early teenage years, I yeah, feel like. because you, you feel like it's, you have to. You want to yeah. sleep in. You want to. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, you know, you know, you, that's kind of like when you're testing who you're figuring, or, or you're figuring out who you want to be and yeah. all that kind of things is when you're, like, maybe 12, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And so I always went because my parents made me go, which... Thanks, parents, for making me yeah. go to church because appreciate that, it. I wouldn't be where I am if they didn't make me go, you know? Exactly. And so, um, I thought things were going to change after I was baptized, and things didn't, I mean, things didn't really change. Like, I, I guess I was kind of expecting that it was going to be, like, this monumental, like, 
everything in my life has turned yeah. upside down kind of change, but that's not really how it is. Like, your life is still going to be the same. It's just how you look at situations when you actually start yeah. following Jesus. And, um, but, but things were getting better, like, in the family. Like, we were starting to go to church more, and, um... It wasn't just like an every Christmas or Easter kind of thing, and things were starting to get better in my parents' relationships, like, you know, my stepmom and and my dad's, and the family, because we were joining kids together, Mm -hmm. you know, my dad, obviously, me and my brother, and then my my step-siblings, like, it's hard when you're having to join kids together that, you know, they don't really understand what's going on, and, um, well, things started to get better when I got into high school, because when I got into high school, I had been in my small group, um, at the link for a few years then, and I had the same girls, and I was always go to church camp and stuff, well, I think in high school, I really understood, and I think that that small group really helped me understand, like, going every Sunday night, and going on the the church retreats and stuff, it helped me understand by watching other girls my age what it meant to actually follow Jesus even though like I was still clueless like I I actually felt a calling to actually commit my life to him and not just do it because everyone else was doing it and so I was rebaptized um it was in no November of I want to say it was November of 20 17 or 2018 mm-hmm. I was in it was sophomore year okay so yeah 2017 yeah so it was sophomore year and that's and a lot of people ask me they were like why are you being rebaptized? like you don't have to rebaptize yourself you don't have to prove yeah. yourself and I was like I'm doing this not for anyone else but as a mess I'm yeah. doing this for God Mm-hmm. And then even when I would say that, people would be like, well, he understands that you were really young. And I was like, I know he understands. It's not the point, though. But like, this, you need that. But yeah, yeah, I was like, I need this. Like, I need to show God that I am actually wanting to follow him with my life. And so I was rebaptized. And I was also kind of, even though I was rebaptized, I knew things weren't going to change completely. And I was still going to sin and I was still going to make mistakes. But. In high school, I had a relationship Mm -hmm. with a boy since, like, freshman year. Mm -hmm. And we were on and off from, like, freshman year to senior year. And um, it was – things were good at first, but it was also a very toxic relationship. And I was putting him above God because, like – he, because that was my first love. Yeah. Before I had met my current boyfriend, Chandler, and like this boy, I went crazy over this boy. Like I literally like put him above everything else. Like my parents, he would you know do things that were terrible in the relationship, and you know um, not be loyal to me. Just you know all kinds of things. But when you're a girl and you're in high school and you're really young and vulnerable and Mm -hmm. you're very naive you're going to like think that you're gonna be with that person forever and so I remember like I wish I could go back and like talk to myself then because I literally just put him above everything I put him above friends I put him above family like I defended him to my family when he did wrong to me I did that too and 
I remember this one time, because <laughs> I, like I said, we were on and off, like, all the time. And so, I remember this one time, um, my dad, he was, like, I was thinking of getting back together with, you know, this boy that I had been in a relationship for, like, on and off for three years. And he was, like, he just looked at me and he was, like, I'm not going to tell you to not see him because you're not going to listen to me. Yeah. He was, like, I don't think that you should see him anymore. Like, I, th- I think you've had enough. Like, you've got to... He was basically telling me, like, you have to open your eyes and look at what's going on Mm -hmm. because it's not going to change. And I literally sat there and told my dad, I said, and looking back on this now, I was like, why would I say that? Like, who says that? I literally told my dad, I said, I honestly don't care if he cheats on me again. I just want to be with him. That's how bad it was. Like I literally it's, did not it's care. It's not funny. It's just like it's shock because I. But I it's can shocking. Relate. It's like why would I say that? And I literally like my my family couldn't stand him. My friends couldn't stand him. But like I was putting him above everything. And then not just that, but I remember senior year of high school. I you know, I was really trying to live out that senior year. Yeah. And I was still like close with God, but I was really wrestling with being of the world and being a, a child kind of God. Kind of like you're like, oh, I'll do it later. Yes. It was thing. a lot like that. Like I was like, oh, I'll just talk to God later. Like, like he's going to be there. Yes. Yeah. I was I was being a very much lukewarm Christian. Yeah. Like all my friends like were having sex and I was still a virgin, but like I like uh like wanted to go and do stupid things with my friends and uh I mean every ki- every kid wants to do that like go do stupid things and not tell their parents like yeah because they just want to like live out those teenage moments I I never did anything crazy but like I just hence I'm an introvert I'm just <laughs> yeah. to myself. <laughs> I never did anything crazy but I feel like I guess I felt like somewhere in the back of my brain like this was gonna be the year of my life that I yeah. was always gonna remember type of thing Everybody thinks that about their senior year. Yeah. You know. And so I remember things weren't were just not going right. Like I was in and out of relationships like crazy. I couldn't mm-hmm. stay committed to anybody. I was like um like going out with my friends and just like worrying only about myself and really being selfish. I didn't spend any time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um and then COVID happened, you know, like you said, yeah. and my world like came to a crash. I remember I was so upset about not getting a prom, so upset about not getting the right graduation that we deserved. Like I was so mad. Yeah. And my parents were like, <laughs> I remember I was mad at them at the time because they were, <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> I was mad at them at the time because they said, Kaylee, they were like, I understand you're upset, but you need to understand that your life isn't, yeah. like, your senior year is not what's important right now. And yeah. I literally felt like, I was like, oh, how could you dare say my, <laughs> my senior so year important. isn't important? <laughs> and then I started to, like, get closer with God because we were by ourselves yeah. in the house. You couldn't go anywhere. That's why I feel like he did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he I, totally did this. I completely yeah. believe that he did it on purpose because we there was... We needed to slow down. We did, yeah. and actually look at him and stop yeah. looking at the world and everything mm-hmm. else. And, well, I ended up going off to college before the college I go to now, because Dalton State is in is in our 
uh, town. So it's in Dalton. It's a Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> but I went off to Toccoa Falls College. Mm-hmm. Beautiful college. Me and my dad were talking about this last night. Like all the things that that helps that helped me make who I was today. Um, I made such good friends. Like I and I'll remember those memories that me and my friends made forever. Like I'll never. I won't forget all the stupid things that we did and and. It was, um, and it, that's the thing, like, a, uh, a lot of people think that why I left that college was because it was a bad college, and that's not true at all. It was a great college. It was a Christian campus. It, I, I made a lot of friends. I loved my professors, but um, I have a problem with homesickness. <laughs> that's okay, Kaylee. I, it was, I mean, it was bad. Like, I remember when I would go on these retreats and stuff yeah. for church, like, I would, like, Throw up, See, and my parents go. and, and my people, parents would have to come and get me. And people are like Bailey, why don't you go? I'm like, I don't want to leave my mama. I know that's <laughs> how I was. Well, I was fine for the first two weeks at college, and then I fell into a very deep and dark depression. Mm-hmm. And this is like the um, well, I guess what would you call it? This is the turning point, maybe. It wasn't really the turning point because <clears throat> I had been. I think it was a turning point of me being a lukewarm Christian. Yeah, that's what I was meaning. That's what I mean. Like I, I definitely was saved, and I and I was following Jesus in high school, but I wasn't following Him with my whole heart. Yeah, kind of thing, because I was trying to be of the world and of God, but I didn't understand at the time what lukewarm really meant. I had never even. Yeah, you're heard just it. set in your habits, like you don't yeah, realize. Yeah, like I had never heard of it before I got into college. Yeah, and so I remember I was. I was very, very deep in depression, and I was very, very um, deep into anxiety, anxiety, Um, and the thing is, is that in high school, I was such like a social butterfly, I was an extrovert, but then in college, my, I completely changed, I'm more of an introvert now, I don't really go out, and it's not because like I, I mean, I do have social anxiety, but I think it's just because I prefer to be at home now. Me too. And, um, you know, in high school, I probably didn't have the best of friends to be around. Uh, 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 Christian-wise, yeah. probably didn't have the best of friends to be around. Um, but anyway, so I remember I ended up having to go to a counselor um, to help me with my depression and anxiety because I was talking about this with my dad last night. I was like, during that time... I did not want to accept the fact that I had to come home mm-hmm. because I knew everyone was going to know about it. Yeah. Because I was like one of the only ones that really went off to college cuz we in our high school most people go to Dalton State and just a few like go off to college somewhere. And so I really didn't want anyone to know that I was like going to have to come back. Well, anyway, I remember I uh it's like kind of hard to talk about. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna cry. It's but... okay if you do. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> so one night, I remember I was I was in my dorm, and I was all at this point in my depression. I was always in my dorm. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to go to the dining hall and eat. I just wanted to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I think my roommate was somewhere somewhere else. But I was literally in my dorm I had music playing and I was crying into my pillow like so hard and mm-hmm. I and I literally like I have never reached this point in depression before but I remember um I was crying into my pillow and 
I was literally asking God, I was like, please just bring me home. Like, basically to end yeah. my life. Like, right there and then. I was like, mm-hmm. please just bring me home because I'm so sick of feeling this way. Like, I'm so sick of, like, not knowing why I'm, I guess, not being able to control the depression mm-hmm. and the anxiety. Like, I'm sick of feeling this way. Nothing is helping. Like, please just bring me home so I don't have to feel this anymore. And after I had did that, after I had cried, I just felt like a conviction on my heart and I sat there in my bed in my dorm and I was just like in awe for a moment because God was really talking to me in that moment he was saying well if you went to heaven would you make it type of thing yeah (laughs) and and that was and I hadn't never thought of that before and I was like what do you like what do you mean would I make it like what do you mean and he was like you don't follow me wholeheartedly yeah you're of the world you call yourself a christian but you're not living like one just because you go to church on sundays doesn't mean anything you won't give your life like you've given your life to me but you won't give me your time or you know your heart you're just going day by day and i remember so i looked in my bible um i i think it i can't remember what uh what book it is in the new testament but jesus literally says or um Jesus or God himself was literally saying I wish you were hot or cold and not lukewarm yeah. because if you're lukewarm I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Yeah. And I literally like just sat there and like was in awe and felt so much conviction because I was like I just asked God to like basically bring me to heaven and he just sat there and asked me would I even make it because I'm not following him wholeheartedly and I think that's where things really started to change in my testimony because now I'm trying my best every day not just on Sundays when I go to church with my family not just on Christmas making a post about Jesus like every day I'm trying to live my life for him and that's when I think that's when my life like really started to flip upside down yeah. type of thing. Like obviously day-to-day life is still the same and it, it will be the same. But I think it's just more of like my perspective on the world just changed after that. Like I started to read my Bible more. I started to t- to pray every night. I started to like actually understand what it meant to be a true follower of Christian or a true follower of Jesus and to be a true Christian and not just the way that I yeah. grew up. Because it was very confusing when you grow up in a home where it's like there's a lot of fighting or there's um, things dealing with abuse or alcohol mm-hmm. and then you go to church on Sundays. Like that's yeah. it's really confusing for a kid. And I'm very glad that that happened. And that was a sign where like, Jesus is real. Yeah. He's real and he's there and you need it was like a you need to get it together kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I mean like you said things have been a, a roller coaster. Like it's not just going to be an uphill thing and you're not always going to be happy. I definitely go through my own valleys and and mountains, but um I think more now I just see the joy. Yeah. In everything that God has made. Because I used to be someone that, like, 
I would tell someone off, like, I would be, like, talk bad about someone, but then now I look at them and I'm like, Jesus died for that person. Yeah. Just like he died for me. So, like, my perspective on everything changes. Yeah. And it's just, but, and that, I'm, that's where I am today. Like, I still struggle with things, but at least I know that I have Jesus by my side and I truly have Jesus by my side. Um, and I'm starting to look at it in a new perspective than I would before all of that happened. Yeah. So, yo. See, I was like, the other night when I was in the shower, like, that's where I do, like, you know, you think. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I talk to God, usually. And I remember he was, like like you said, you just tell someone off, whatever. Mm-hmm. I did that, too. Like, I told people mm-hmm. how I felt about them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he was literally like, Bailey, you need to text those people. And I was like no I don't want to and he was like nope you need to and I was like and literally names were popping in my head I'm like okay I get it (laughs) I get it I will do it and I did it and like some of them got mad at me and I was like okay well I I did it I did what you told me to Mm -hmm. and I I feel better about it and you can only like you can only do so much like you're always gonna be like a villain in somebody's story probably for the rest of their lives but as long as you as long as you asked for their forgiveness and you yeah. said that you were sorry, then that's all you can do. I feel like like what we were saying too, like a lot of people when they get saved and baptized and stuff, they feel like their life is going to be perfect. Like you don't realize that you go through valleys and hills before oh, yeah. you're saved, and people are like, and you, "Oh, it's just normal." And you really go through them after. Yeah, you're saved. and then when you're, but you're like, "But I have Jesus now. It's supposed to go away." And then that's when people like fall away because they're like, "Oh, you're not real. You're not helping me." And like, yeah. that's that's when the devil starts messing with you. I went through that. I, I did was too. Like, I'm 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 following you. Like, why are things not going my way? Well, like, like when my grandfather died, that's what I said. Like, I literally in that house got so mad. Like, I pushed my dad away. I pushed. Like, I went outside. And it was. 42 degrees outside. I had on shorts and a t-shirt. And I sat outside on swing for like six hours. I would not come in. And I was like, this is just stupid. Everything's stupid. Why would you do that? And then like yeah. a week later, I'm like, why did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Our, I mean, our uh, testimonies weren't that like exciting. <laughs> like They're um, exciting to us. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and everyone I think everyone's testimony is exciting because I mean there's some people like their testimonies are crazy like I'm like oh my god that really happened (laughs) but um I think everyone's testimony is special don't be ashamed of your testimony oh yeah don't be ashamed ashamed it doesn't have to be like this crazy thing like it can literally just be like you honestly grew up in a Christian home and you have just followed Jesus with your parents like I mean like we did and then you find him on your because the thing is is that like even if you grow up in a Christian home doesn't mean that you're just gonna automatically be with Jesus yeah because you have to make it your own relationship that's like what my preacher says he always he's like you can be of just because you're religious doesn't mean you're a Christian type Mm -hmm. thing it's like on that spectrum sort of but yeah I completely agree with you on that you have to make it your own relationship yeah. or you could come from a family that doesn't believe in Jesus at all and you decide to follow Jesus and you got to make it your own relationship yep. and mean, it's all about relationship over religion I think that's yeah. what that really is, yeah. <laughs> changed my testimony is yeah. relationship over religion mm-hmm. because religion just following rules because you have to 
not really like have talking to him because it will feel like a chore until you have a relationship with him i say that all the time i'm like when i started looking to god as a father and not just as god everything changed yeah so (laughs) i can hear your mom downstairs (laughs) um i was gonna say something else i'll remember after we end it oh yeah yeah but we hope that you liked our testimonies Mm -hmm. (laughs) um now that you know a little bit about us yeah and i hope we can like share like even more things that happen in our lives because like it's just nice like when you listen to people you can actually know their story and like what got them to where they are today kind of thing but so we'll be posting this obviously at one o'clock like we always do today Mm -hmm. and then we'll be posting next saturday and if you're not following the instagram page for the get faith girl podcast it's get faith girl underscore and it's an all lowercase that way you'll be able to um, know about any updates that are happening uh if we have any schedule changes about the episodes that we're going to post because we always post what we're going to talk about yeah. before we talk about the episode and sometimes we let y'all vote on it like because oh, yeah. me and kayla will be in like a slump like what do we talk about dude yeah like, <laughs> i don't yes. know okay so we'll talk to you guys later see you talk to you <laughs> you time. did it this time I know. bye okay. you did not pray kaylee oh i didn't pray <laughs> oh i'm so sorry i forgot to pray it's okay my bad welcome back to the podcast <laughs> we've we always pray to everyone but I, I guess i just got ahead of myself this time uh all right so wherever you are just like let's just take a moment with god and let's just talk to the father for a minute Gracious Father, I'm so, so grateful that we were able to record this episode today because our testimonies can be a big help to other people. Like, as when they hear our testimonies, it can completely change their lives and how they view you. So, um, thank you for always teaching me that my testimony does matter and my testimony can change hearts. Um... Also, I'm so grateful for everything that you've done for me over the years because I obviously wouldn't be where I am without you. I've had to lean on you for a lot of things. I've fought with you on a lot of things, but I know that our relationship um, will get stronger and stronger and I can never get too close to you. So I'm very, very grateful for all that you've given me, for all the lessons I've had to learn in life. Um, all of the friendships or relationships I've, that have come and I've gone and I've had to say goodbye to, all of the new people that I've come to get close with, I'm just, I'm very, very grateful. I'm very, very grateful for Bailey. Um, <clears throat> if you would have told me I was doing this six months ago, I literally would have said you're crazy. But um, I know that you put this podcast on my heart because you wanted me to talk about you to other people and to spread your word and to help people get closer to your kingdom so I know that I'm doing it for a purpose and I know that it is all in glory of your name um I just pray that anyone listening you know that um if they have any questions that you know they know they can talk to us our dms are open 
we would love to listen to whatever you have to say this is a judgment-free zone if you have any questions uh, about Jesus if you have you know any troubles that you're facing any sins that you can't overcome we will pray for them we are here and we are a safe space for those people and if we can just help one person or a million people that's all that matters it's not about us it's about you um, but thank you so much for this day Lord I just pray that you will protect us as we part ways and protect um, whoever is listening just protect them throughout the day and um, I say all this in your son's name amen I remembered <laughs> what do you remember okay. I was gonna say real quick no matter how beat down you feel just always know that nobody can take your salvation away from you and nobody can take your relationship with Jesus away from you like no matter what well said thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll talk to you guys next week bye, bye.